The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, In those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the meditations of all of our hearts, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. What do Martin Luther, Jim Jones, Christopher Columbus, and Jerry Falwell have in common? They all predicted the end of the world. Wikipedia lists 211 predictions of the end of the world since the time of Jesus. And it certainly seems as though in today's gospel, Jesus is speaking about the literal end of the world. He says, in those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And yet, nowhere in today's gospel reading does Jesus mention the end of the world. And so, how do we interpret today's unsettling gospel passage? First, it is helpful to understand that our gospel reading represents a type of literature called apocalyptic. In the Bible, apocalyptic writings often appear in response to conditions in the world which have become unbearable. While Hollywood and our popular culture have come to understand the word apocalypse as meaning a world-ending disaster or catastrophe, that is not what the world word really means. The 
term actually comes from a Greek word meaning to reveal that which has been hidden. And what is it that has been hidden? The truth that even in the darkest of times, when it appears that the world is coming to an end, God's saving love and power are still at work underneath and behind the scenes. One scholar explains, when death-dealing forces seem to have the upper hand, one ancient response was to envision an imminent future in which God directly comes to rescue in spectacular fashion, righting wrongs and inaugurating a new era of justice and compassion. God pulls aside the veil revealing the hidden, dramatic rescue which is to come. In essence, apocalyptic writings are extravagant, evocative visions of hope when all hope seems lost. Apocalyptic writings, such as we find in today's gospel, were not meant to be depressing or pessimistic, but rather were visions of hope when the world itself seemed to be coming to an end and all hope seemed lost. The gospel writer Mark was most likely writing his gospel during the time of the first Jewish-Roman War, which began in 66 AD and lasted eight long years. It was a time of tremendous turmoil throughout the Roman Empire. The Roman governor in Palestine, at the order of the emperor, entered the Jewish temple in Jerusalem and raided the temple treasury. This and many other grievances caused some Jewish zealots to rebel against Rome. But not all Jews were keen on going to war with Rome, and so a civil war broke out among the Jews themselves in the very midst of their war with Rome. In the year 68 AD, the Roman army crushed the Jewish rebellion in Galilee in the north, resulting in 100,000 Jews being killed or enslaved. In the south, after a seven-month siege, the Roman army finally breached the walls of Jerusalem. Much of the city was burned, and the temple itself was totally destroyed in the year 70. Back in Rome, all was not well either. The Roman Senate deposed the Emperor Nero in the year 68 AD, and the struggle to take over the throne resulted in there being four successive emperors in a period of one year. This was the atmosphere of upheaval and chaos in which Mark wrote his gospel. The first readers of Mark's gospel, living in the midst of that chaotic time, would certainly have identified with the sense of cosmic upheaval that Jesus describes with vivid symbolic language in today's gospel reading. And it is likely that those who live in Ukraine, Gaza, and Israel today know what Jesus is talking about when he speaks of cosmic upheaval. They feel it viscerally. 
And my friends, although within the boundaries of the United States, we are not currently experiencing a literal war, in a way, we too can identify with that sense of having the ground under our feet shake. While we are not facing the literal end of the world, we are, in many ways, experiencing the end of the world as we have known it. Climate change, pandemics, wars, mass shootings, and the specter of artificial intelligence running amok loom like ominous clouds overshadowing our outer world. Civility and mutual respect in our nation have eroded, replaced by hyper-partisanship, polarization, and threats of physical harm by those who disagree with us. Just two days ago, a Colorado state representative resigned, saying, the sensationalistic and vitriolic nature of the current political environment is not healthy for me or my family. Some members of the U.S. Congress cite that same reason for, not, for choosing not to run for re-election. Middle-of-the-road politicians from both political parties express fear that democracy in our nation is coming to an end. Christianity is seen by an increasing number of people as being intolerant, judgmental, and political, and membership in Christian churches is in free fall. The previously familiar and seemingly secure world of our childhood, which had once formed the stable cosmic background of our lives, the firm ground under our feet, is shaking and crumbling beneath us. And yet, according to our gospel lesson, it is precisely at times such as this that if we keep awake and alert, if we watch, we will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus tells us, but my words will not pass away. John Shea notes, it is the words of Jesus, words that are creating an alternative way to be human that is bringing down heaven and earth. These words of Jesus are the new reality, and they will not pass away. But so often, my friends, I think we believe just the opposite that the enduring reality is the real world out there with its wars and divisions and hyper-partisanship and nationalism and selfishness and greed and lack of compassion and apathy. So often we read passages like today's gospel and all that we see is the darkening of the sun and the moon, the stars falling from heaven, and the pillars of the cosmos being shaken. We don't notice the Son of Man, sometimes translated the human one, coming in clouds with great power and glory, gathering his beloved from the four winds and the ends of the earth. 
The words of Jesus are the new reality. And that new reality, the kingdom of God, the reign of love and compassion, is already becoming visible for those who have eyes to see. The fig tree is putting forth its leaves and the summer of God's spirit is beginning to blossom. Today is the first Sunday of Advent and the message of Advent is that it is when the world is darkest and coldest that Christ comes. In the midst of wars in Ukraine and in the Holy Land, in the midst of mass shootings and hyper-partisan divisiveness in our own country, in the midst of the free fall in the Christian church, in the midst of declining numbers and finances in our own congregation, Christ comes. And our gospel reading exhorts us to be awake, to notice that hidden coming of Christ, to draw aside the curtain and reveal the light of Christ coming into this dark world within us and among us. Yes, the world as we have known it and the church as we have known it is passing away. But as Jesus tells us in today's gospel, his words will never pass away. And for those of us who truly hear those words in the depths of our being, and who put those words into practice in our lives, the passing of what has been is not the end, but simply the green buds of the blossoming reign of God come on earth. God is always coming to us, notes Episcopal priest Drew Downs, and the world's turmoil does not stop us from knowing and experiencing God's reign right here and now. The world's turmoil does not stop us from joining in the work of the Son of Man bringing God's kingdom into all its new, surprising, and unexpected fullness.